Yes, it is I, your humble host, Bill Hatch, the third, coming to you live from the Palatial Home Studios of Bald Spots Productions here in the beautiful city of Santa Ana, California, for yet another episode of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday. Joining me in studio, as per the usual, is my friend, my brother in Christ, the disembodied voice of Rudy. Hi, everybody. I love you all. Waka, 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 waka. And joining us from a more than acceptable safe social distance through the miracle of telephony is my father, Chaplain Bill Hatch. How are you doing, Pop? I'm doing very well. And greetings to my fellow Bible inquisitors today. <laughs> Wherever they may be. Wherever they may be listening from, I guess. Yep, yep. <laughs> Well, it's a uh, it's a beautiful day for some uh, for some Bible, and uh, um, we've definitely got uh, got some uh, some notes and a lot of material to go through today. But first, I think we have time for a Rudy minute. Yes, we do. Waka waka, excuse me. Waka waka, what's the Lord? Kind of stumbled across over there, huh? Yep. <laughs> My news is love. Yay, love. The end. That's the that's the shortest Rudy minute ever. Wow. L is for <laughs> life. O is for oyster. No. Oyster. <laughs> no. Love. Okay. That's the love. You gotta feel the love. You know what? I feel the love when I talk to people. I I feel I have to tell people I love you because I feel it's flowers bursting out in my whole body. One day <laughs> when I'm in heaven, I'm trying to be a flower man with flowers all over me walking around. But what it is is compassion for the people. Right now, there's things that are happening in the world. There's a, a China balloon that's spying on us. Yeah. There's, and if they don't, they don't know they're going to shoot it down or not. I don't know why they're scared. We're Americans, one nation under God. We have no fear, but love is love. So please remember, people, you hear all these things. Don't panic. Don't do anything. God's plan is going through the way that God's plan is. So remember, even though it feels weird, but it's a plan that God has in life. So I love you all. Walk walk with the Lord. Yes, indeed. So all you need is love. Yep. And love, love, love. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. No, that is definitely a good message. Yep. And if we are trusting in the Lord, we don't need to believe or worry about Chinese balloons or not. They may be no, up, we don't. there may be one up there. I have honestly not heard that topic at all. So I'll look it up yeah. later after the show. But it's uh Yeah, um Yeah, I heard the reason they're not shooting it down is because they're afraid that that's gonna land on people. I'll give you another reason Yuck. because I know it from personal experience when I was a Navy cryptologist. And mm -hmm. that is the fact that once back in the 1970 range, because that's when I was on ADAC, Alaska, we mm -hmm. were able to locate a Russian submarine that had entered okay. the San Francisco Harbor. And it wow. was trying to intercept our electronics to spy on us. Well, we were huh. able to intercept everything they did. And... Therefore, we were spying on them, spying on us. They weren't able to find <laughs> things, and they, we let them leave rather than making an international 
thing about it. Incident. And the th- right. same is probably true today. If the Chinese are trying to spy on us, we are undoubtedly spying on that balloon and finding out what intelligence they can or cannot mm. gather, just like we did with yeah, the Russians. I can believe that. And then just let it go on its that. merry way without saying, look what we did and what we found out. Uh, I don't think this show will go on that level, but still, it's true from past experience. (laughs) It's probably the way they're handling it now. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, hopefully, they're uh, hopefully they're spying on the show and take it back to China, and uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, sure it would. I wish I knew some Chinese other than uh, other than uh, than Kung Pao shrimp. (laughs) I like orange chicken. All right. <laughs> Look, uh, the Bible study today is the deepest remember, Bible. We're the great United States. Yes, we are, Rudy. Okay, now we're going. We're moving yes. on. Today's Bible <laughs> study will be the deepest study we, as a program, have ever delved before. We will finish up wow. our look at chapters two through four. Uh, according to yes. Dr. John Barnett, one of the most important chapters of the Bible, all three of them. Uh, but it really is one of the deepest studies that we will have ever done. So let's get to it. Last week, indeed. Last week we finished off literally with the first part of chapter three and talking about husbands and wives. Total change beginning at verse eight. And I like the title mm-hmm. my study Bible has on it. It's about do no evil. That's how it starts off. Uh, we don't want to do evil. We want to be for Christ and therefore not doing any evil. Um, right. And especially not paying back evil for evil. And that I don't think we need to delve into that very deeply. Do you, son? No, I think that's pretty uh, pretty obvious. It should be. It also says, don't trade insult for insult. That is a lot more difficult for us to honestly look at. Uh, there are you know, some people who will try to outcuss the other. There are mm-hmm. uh, you know others that will literally try to berate others. That's insulting. And we should not right. try to do that in the Lord. We should just let Jesus be Jesus or be us for Jesus. What else can they, you know, what other insults can they do that are going to have any impact? We just don't want to. We want to represent Christ. So that's pretty uh, pretty much, to me, an obvious thing. But Peter does go on here and talks about giving blessings where we reserve curses. That's hard, folks, and I know it's hard. But still, we are told to do it, and there are ample examples throughout the scriptures. Uh, mm-hmm. And when we are giving blessings, we are literally inheriting a blessing, we're told here in First uh, Peter. 
Now, Peter does some things. He's been doing it, but this is the longest one thus far. And he is using exact quotes from the Old Testament. And so we have verses 10 through 12 that are from Psalm 34, 12 to 16. And it's exact. Um the one for the one who wants to love life and to see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil. Okay, and then it's also being against. I'm going to the bottom of the quote now. Uh, those against who do what is evil. We want to do good. We don't want to do evil. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, those are very important things. Do you have any notes on this section so far, Bill? Um, let's see. Uh, notes on this section. Let's see. I didn't ten do through it. twelve. Yes, ten or through twelve. Eight through twelve. For that um, eight through twelve. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's just uh, um, you know talking about how uh, how important uh, um, it is to have a a Christ-like demeanor yep. and uh, seeking to do good yes. even uh, even in the face of uh, of opposition and persecution. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a powerful witness to be able to do this, and uh, and definitely can be a way of uh, of leading others to uh, to faith in Christ. Yep, the way we speak reveals the whole shape of life. So there's really a lot right. to say about talking in the tongue, but we've covered that a lot. So I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I won't, don't want to stay on it very long. Uh, sure. There is again the reference down in verse thirteen, fourteen. Uh, Do not fear what they fear, or be intimidated again. Peter's using Old Testament reference. So we have this very interesting change that the Holy Spirit brought about in Peter. He's really using <laughs> the Old Testament and getting into mm-hmm. things. Uh, you know, I, I find it interesting that, uh, that Peter's uh, references, uh, Old Testament references, uh, seem to be more exacting than uh, than Paul, mm-hmm. um, Paul often uh, paraphrases uh, the Old Testament a little bit, and uh, um, and uh, but uh, but Peter is almost like what we would consider in, in modern times to be a direct quote. Um, you know, considering that Peter was an uneducated fisherman and Paul was a highly educated Pharisee. Um, just uh, you know, uh, an, an interesting uh, an interesting point. I thought. Yes. Well, again, we also have to look at the audiences that they were each writing to. But you're absolutely right, right, right. as far as that goes. I mean, if you're speaking to someone who is uh, a college or PhD level individual, you're going to speak to them mm-hmm. differently than you are going to to an elementary school education. Uh, true, true. I vaguely remember course, the... back a hundred years ago when I was in college, not seminary, but in college, and it was a communication class, and it mm-hmm. le- it, it learned us back then. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> to do it that way. It just came out that television 
was at that point gauged to a sixth grade mentality audience. I don't, okay. don't know. What do you think it is now about third grade? I, I sometimes wonder. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, it's at that kind of level. And so we see it, and it's like, hmm, okay, what can we learn from all that? That you go to the lowest denominator for trying to express an understanding that they'll be able to grasp. Mm. Those who are in the Lord will accept that kind of, of attitude, and those who aren't probably never will understand the attitude that we have in scriptures. So now we get into, if I may, the part that I think mm -hmm. will be the deepest part of study that we've ever done before. I'm going to start with a question. Okay. Already? Okay. What did Jesus do between the time of the crucifixion and the resurrection? That is a deep and and difficult and question. we're going to answer quite a bit of it today. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're going to look at it and say, wow, I'd never thought about that, I believe. And for some of us, that makes a little more sense. And we're going to be using three different reference points, folks. So if you want to look it up, by all means, turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. We'll do verses 8 and following, but also John twenty seventeen as well as what we've already, what we're doing right here, beginning at chapter 3, verse 18. See, most of us don't think about what okay. Jesus did. Was he just laying around in the grave? <laughs> By no means. He was not. Having the body was, but not the spirit. And as you said, Bill, uh, Peter's basically talking to Old Testament believing people, and Paul, not so much. He's, he was writing to Ephesians uh, at, that we will look at. In Paul's version, if we may, turn to Ephesians 4. And if you can do that with me, Bill, please do. I have. All right. We have a scriptural reference. It's Psalm 6818. <laughs> like I said, we're looking at, at all sorts of it. It says, for it says, when he, meaning the spirit of Jesus, ascended on high, he took the captives captive, he gave gifts to people. And that's sort of like, okay, he went hmm. down into hell. And we definitely see that he led a host of captives free. All right, so put the push on the button so you can listen. Uh, Okay. Before Jesus ascended to heaven, only two <laughs> people went to heaven. The others were down in what we reference as Shoal, S-H-O-E-L-E-O-L. -E uh, sorry, I've forgotten which. Doesn't uh, matter. E-O-L. E okay. And uh, yeah, because I, I usually pronounce it. Shoal was divided into two parts. One part was called paradise where all the mm. believers actually went and waited. The other side was Hades or hell, where all the bad folks went. And it says that Jesus went down 
and he led the paradise folks up. But that's not all that he did, and it's here in Peter that we can see some of these very important aspects of what Jesus was doing during those days in the grave. The body was in the grave. All right? Mm -hmm. uh, it starts off in verse 18 with what we should obviously know. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all. Uh, we are told down in verse 19 that he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who in the past were disobedient when God patiently waited in the days of Noah. I need to pause that because it's really important in there. Uh, sorry, I forgot to push the go button, didn't I? <laughs> we have another pause point here. <laughs> Jesus went and proclaimed to the sinners who in the past were disobedient and were referencing the time of Noah. Okay. Uh, Hebrew scholars believe that Jesus was down there preaching to, sorry, the Hebrew scholars didn't believe Jesus was doing that, but they believed that these disobedient spirits were fallen angels who were cast down into hell at the time of Noah and the flood. Okay. Right? That's not in the scriptures. That's outside the scriptures. It's in my study Bible is why I can say it. Uh, mm. Literally telling them why they were there. But it can also be taken when you compare that, this passage with Ephesians. Is that Jesus was preaching to everybody down there mostly proclaiming how wrong the people were at the time of Noah. And that he took the people in paradise on up to heaven. If that weren't enough in itself, we also have the Ephesians reference about he also set in motion the giving of gifts to people that were down mm. here on earth, us. So we have, I think, what is truly very important stuff so far. But we're not done because Peter goes on. But still we have... Now, if I can, if, if I yes. can pause you for a second on, uh, on Ephesians yes. uh, 4, 9, and yeah. 10... Um, I have the dark parentheses around uh, around those two verses. Usually that means that it's not in all the manuscripts. Okay, I do not have that. So verses 19. Okay. Nine, nine. Ephesians 4, 9, okay. and 10. Uh, I do not have the um, yeah, go ahead. So Okay, uh, now this expression, he ascended, uh, of course, he's referencing uh, the, the psalm that he had just quoted. Um, what does it mean except that he also had previously descended from the heights of heaven into the lower parts of the earth? Not literally, but metaphorically, okay. of course. Um, he descended is the very same, he who descended is the very same as he 
who also has ascended high above all the heavens, that he, his presence, might fill all things, that is, the whole yes. universe. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, so they, they usually put these dark parentheses around sections that aren't in all the manuscripts, but generally they're going to be in all trans modern translations of the Bible. Okay. Um, generally I haven't, uh, I haven't checked, uh, to see about, uh, all of them. I haven't That's checked okay. all of them, uh, <laughs> uh. but, uh, um, but yeah, um, it doesn't mean Paul didn't write this necessarily. It just means that it's missing in some of the manuscripts. Um, we have to remember that uh, that there were times of ridiculous persecution, and I can never remember the uh, uh, the the Roman emperor who was the most probably the most successful at this persecution. Um, but he was able to. Uh, uh, this was later after the uh, the age of the apostles. Um, but, uh, um, but he was able to not only kill most, if not all the higher rec higher ranking, uh, um, leaders of the Christian church throughout the empire. He was, there are no, literally no complete versions of the Bible prior to his hmm. reign. Interesting. <clears throat> and we have, yeah. Um, so, uh, so it could be that. This particular verse isn't in all manuscripts because, in order to preserve the uh, um, the the Bible, people would tear tear it up into small pieces, and uh, um, and carry them around to you know kind of like uh, um, kind of like the way that uh, um, that uh, like freedom fighters or something might not know the names of everyone who's in their uh, who who uh, who does uh, does the freedom fighting in case they're captured. Um, that way, uh, that way you won't lose everybody. And so, uh, so they'd carry around single pages, um, of, uh, of, uh, the Bible, which were of course handwritten. Um, so they would have different amounts of stuff, uh, pages from codex, um, and, uh, um, and pieces of scrolls, um, you know, as it were. And, uh, um, yeah, and they, and they'd carry them around secretly. Um, and so, uh, so different, uh, different manuscripts would have different verses because of that. And so, uh, so now we do our together. best to piece them together. Makes perfect right. sense. You know, in China today, careful, you're bouncing the camera again. Sorry, I, I had to sit up. Uh, but even more. in China today, they... Don't have they have very limited numbers of Bibles, so they literally yes. divide it up into sections uh, and pages and share with one another so that they can one keep it all hidden better uh, and two right. be able to experience more of the Bible as they trade off their sections. Yeah. And yep. so we and, can uh, see yeah. that, but um, it's an interesting point. And there's a lot of and and there's a lot of memorizing going on too. Better than this chaplain, who's terrible still at memorization, <laughs> because I have so many Bibles yeah. around. I think I don't have to memorize nearly as much. Praise the Lord for the well. Phones. We live in such a free country that we can, yeah, that we can have so many. You know, we can have as many Bibles yep. as we want. 
here in uh, in this country, and uh, we don't have to be ashamed to, uh, okay. to do so. Let's get back to those two verses okay, in, yes. in Ephesians. Okay, it is a okay. it is someone expounding on the Old Testament here. It is describing mm-hmm. the fact that how can you ascend if you don't first descend? Okay, uh, right. And lower parts of the earth reference metaphorically to hell itself, uh, which is fine. Uh, And Jesus did ascend to heaven after 40 days on earth again after the resurrection. And so Paul is reemphasizing that that's true. It's what happened. And, of course, Jesus is sitting at the right hand, pardon me, right hand of God. And so we have those verses uh, to show that, guess what? The plan of salvation is locked in place. Nothing can remove it. So that's all right that those verses are there because they're not contrary to anything else in the Scripture no matter who might have mm-hmm. written them. And, of course, we have done many of those things with uh, authorship and who wrote what and was it really them or not, and who wrote Hebrews. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was a Hebrew. Oh. I have my Hebrew. I brewed, <laughs> Hebrewed the coffee today. <laughs> Hebrewed the coffee? But that's okay. uh, we're getting on the side set. Peter is adding for us here, though, that Jesus didn't just preach to people. He preached to the spirits. And it also tells us that there were spirits already locked in hell. At least we presume that, that they're locked down there. Not all of them, but they're there. And it's staggering if we jump. I didn't get the scripture for it. But in Revelation... We have the dragging the defeat of the dragon from heaven casting oh, yeah. down, and with him he took one third of the stars, metaphorically one third of the angels, and some of those angels Literally. are already in hell, and a lot of them aren't. We have Jesus uh, casting the demons out of one individual, and it's a legion. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that that is verified in that story of Jesus uh, because a legion, Roman legion, was 2,000 soldiers. And there happened to be a herd of pigs, and it's referenced that the evil spirits went into the pigs, and there were about 2,000 of them, and they ran off a cliff and drowned. Uh, The demons may very well have thought that they were pulling one over on Jesus. I don't think so. That's a whole different topic I don't want to cover tonight. But it's still the (laughs) point that there's a lot of demons, fallen angels still in the world. And we have to be aware of it. And, man, we've got them. And we have these references that are here. Uh, But it's referenced exactly that those demons were cast into hell back at the time of Noah, when for a hundred years he was building the ark, and we're told in Hebrews that 
Noah preached to people, and unfortunately, only eight of them were saved. And that's what the next part of the study is. Do you have anything else you'd like to say on this portion so far, Bill? No, no. I've, I said my piece. <laughs> okay. So in case you're checking, it is now verse 20 and following, uh, because it says that those who were in the past were disobedient when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. In it, a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water. And now we're getting to the next mm -hmm. part of Peter's recommendation, shall we say, to his listeners. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not in the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God. Now, I have parents on, on this section. Do you have it in dark? Uh, no, I, okay. I do not. Uh, but I do have a, a note uh, here on the Amplified about, uh, about the phrase, now saves okay. you, um, reminding us that uh, the baptism is a public representation of that which actually saves the believer, one's personal faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus the Messiah. Um, of course, that's much like uh, much like what uh, what I say at the end when we uh, do the sinner's prayer. In that, uh, um, there's no magical spells or mystical ceremonies in uh, in Christianity. You don't actually be saved by these things you do, like saying the sinner's prayer or uh, or or being baptized. Um, you are saved by the change in your mm -hmm. heart. And these other things come as uh, what uh, um, what Jesus might have said is an overflow of yes. what is in your heart. If you if you have the change of heart, you want to say the sinner's prayer, you want to be baptized, and uh, um, and do these other things out in public, out in the real world, because that is the uh, that is not only the duty but the pleasure of all Christians is sharing the word. Amen. And it's the point that we say we have a responsibility for baptism for ourselves. Peter was writing to Jewish believers, we think. Mm -hmm. And John the Baptist is the one who apparently started this baptism practice. But not everyone mm -hmm. had been doing had been going to John, although it says he turned the world on its ear, but still people that Peter's writing to may not have been. So he's saying how important baptism is. It is the outward expression of an inward feeling or commitment. And as you put so very eloquently already in there, it's something that should be done. Uh, you know, when you wrap all this together, it really is a deep study that Jesus didn't just lay around in the tomb. His body did, but not his spirit. He went and he preached right. in hell. He led all the people in paradise. He emptied paradise. There's no more paradise, people. 
I know that we have discussions mm-hmm. at times in scriptures about whether people who have died in Christ since the ascension are asleep in Christ or if we are alive in Christ, meaning to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's in there. Mm-hmm. But Jesus emptied paradise, you know, lock and key and earthly metaphoric example. But it also says that that's when he set in motion the whole thing about gifts to believers. Spiritual gifts of strength get started right then and there. And yes, we have references to it during the 40 days of uh, life between Jesus' life on earth between the resurrection and the ascension. And we certainly have it with the giving of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, which was another 10 days later. Let's not get wrapped up in time elements, but still let's look (laughs) and say, wow, how do we get to be part of all that? It's through baptism as a true commitment of our lives. I want to move on to chapter Mm -hmm. four because we still have time, right? Okay. Yeah, we've uh, we've got like a half hour, I think. Yeah, I have thirty two thirty on my little time clock, so we're yep, doing great. That's where my timing is. Yep. Okay. You want to start us off on chapter four, Bill? Is that all right? Sure. Um, I have a I have a oops wrong wrong word doc. Uh, I, yeah, I have a little uh, a little summary um, that uh, that I uh, I wrote. Uh, um, Yesterday, found uh, found a, a new program that uh, that's helping me write more. Um, let's see. First Peter chapter four is a powerful and insightful portion of scripture that offers a deep understanding of the Christian faith and the role of believers in the world. This chapter is filled with practical and spiritual advice that is applicable to all believers, regardless of their background or level of spiritual maturity. Whew. That's pretty that? good. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> the second half of verse one, the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin. That's one who suffers in the flesh for faith is finished with sin. Uh, throughout Peter and Paul does it too, and James does it also. What are we suffering for Christ if we sin and get punished for that sin? We don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's misplaced. Right. It is the fact that when we are remaining faithful and we're punished for it, whether that punishment is somebody literally just What do I want to say? Chiding? Maybe that's not the right word. But somebody who is insulting no. us uh, and getting away with it. Yeah, sir. chiding. Chiding works. Okay for present. And and being so able to say that that, yeah. that is a suffering. When people try to put us down mm. for our faith in Jesus. It's insulting to us, but you know what? It's their bad, not ours. 
and we don't have to jump up and try to argue back. We've already discussed the fact of that. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't do it. But here it is that uh, it's for God when we suffer on those minor things. Yes, those seem like minor things to us and probably to other people in the world who are literally being beaten and killed for their beliefs in Christ. And yet Christ yeah. calls us to different levels of persuasion in everything that goes on. And so it doesn't matter if we are being verbally insulted or whether we are being literally literally killed for our faith. We are standing in our faith for the Lord. And it will be seen as righteousness and as blessings in heaven. Uh, I don't worry about, well, the person who dies in Christ gets more blessings than I do, who is only being insulted for Christ, because I believe that the blessings mm -hmm. of heaven are beyond comprehension. And Indeed. the blessings in heaven yeah, are... Um, yeah, Rudy and I... Uh... Rudy and I regularly talk about uh, about what the nature of heaven might be, just uh, as a, an exercise in contemplation. But uh, um, but I think uh, basically, uh, um, you know, the worst part of heaven is just as good as the best part of heaven, if there is a worst part of heaven, because all of heaven contains God. And uh, so uh, our 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 ability, even wherever you are in heaven, you will be next to God. Um, in a uh, in a very yes. personal sense, um, not like uh, not like now, where um, as Paul uh, might have put it, uh, we see through a mirror darkly. Um, you know, now uh, when we get to heaven, it'll be uh, it'll be face to face, and, uh, and uh, hopefully huh? we have all our pets and a mini bike. Rudy is obsessed with getting a mini bike in heaven. <laughs> Rudy, there is mention, I believe, and plenty of proof that pets are in heaven, but not so much yes. on mini bikes. Uh, he's he's with you on the pets, but not the mini bikes. They'll be uh, so they'll be made out of uh, a sponge, so nobody gets hurt by crap. Lots of bubble wrap in heaven. It's not really mentioned either. Lots of bubble wrap. Lots of bubble now, wrap. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. not mentioned in the Bible. I, I <laughs> like the reference because there are different places where it says, in my father's house are many mansions or many rooms. Yes. Depending on the translation that you mm -hmm. want, either is acceptable. But to, to this person, right. this Christian believer, the lowest basement room in heaven is better than the highest mm -hmm. mansion in hell. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter whether you're standing in the lake of fire or doing the backstroke in the lake lake of fire. It's going to be just yep. miserable. And I also uh, looking down to verse four, uh, people of the world, they're always going to be insulting mm -hmm. you or doing worse than that. 
but verse four says they are surprised yeah. that you don't don't join them in the same flood of wild living, and they slander you. Right. That's why they don't understand it. Uh, they don't comprehend that mm. there is something better, and so yeah. they try to drag you down with them. And it's pretty easy mm-hmm. to give in to some of those things. And you have to look and say, am I doing this for the world or am I standing firm for Christ? And you look at it from there. You know, if uh, if I can borrow from, uh, from Dave Ramsey, although he uses it uh, as part of his financial advice, um, it, we can uh, we can certainly apply it to uh, to living for Jesus is in is that we live like no other so we can live like no other and uh, just meaning that uh, that we live our lives not like uh, the world lives their lives like uh, um, like we eat drink and be merry for tomorrow we die um, but uh, um, but we live for the real life mm-hmm. our eternal life. And uh, and when we get to that eternal life, we shall live like no one on earth can even yeah. imagine right now. And uh, and certainly uh, certainly the uh, the heathen uh, hedonistic uh, lifestyle is nothing to compare to what uh, what yes. heaven will be like. So, Edward, do you had something? Yes, my question was to the pastor is. Uh-huh. John MacArthur said that there will not be pets in heaven. Oh, going back to the pets. Yeah, because so, I want Scooby and all them to, because animals have goodness and there, live in them. There's plenty of biblical evidence that says that our pets will Certainly be with that us. there are animals in heaven. So, uh, Mr. Certainly that there are animals in heaven. And if there are, if I, and I think if there are, if there are some animals, and if uh, on Earth God takes care of uh, of even the uh, the sparrows, then uh, um, then certainly He'll take care of them in heaven. So I'm gonna see Mr. Bojangles. You're gonna see Mr. Bojangles. Yes. Thank you. And probably even and probably even Sanford. I want to talk to that donkey. That uh, talk to the man. Balaam's oh, donkey. Uh, yeah. Balaam's donkey. He should absolutely <laughs> be up there. She. she. Uh, but there is no gender sheep. in heaven, so we could uh, discuss that too. We just have to reference them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on, if we may. We still we have a uh, good 19, 18 minutes left, and we still have, oh, half a dozen, 12 verses still left. So let's look yep. at. A reference we still have difficulty with today, but for them, everything was supposed to be immediate, just like us today. We want everything now, and our Mm -hmm. timeline is not God's. But it says in verse 7, the end of all things is near. 2,000 years later, almost 2,000 years later, we're still saying it's near. That's the way we should live. We should live each day as if Christ could return today, but also be ready to live mm-hmm. tomorrow in case he doesn't come. Yeah. 
and yep. to be able to say that we're yeah, aware like, uh, that like Oh, I was going to say, like Paul, I would really like to live to the uh, to the rapture, but uh, um, but if I don't, uh, you know, going to see uh, Jesus the traditional way is uh, is certainly yes. just fine with me. Uh, <laughs> I agree with that. That's fine. But verse seven goes on and <laughs> talks about uh, always being alert and sober minded for prayer. Mm -hmm. I never really thought about it a whole lot. One, I am not one who goes for drunkenness now. It's against the Bible anyway. But I'm not a teetotaler. Right. But still, it makes me a little mm -hmm. bit aware of the point of, you know what? I should be careful not to necessarily offer up prayers while I am having wine with dinner. Pray before dinner, not during it. Or just after, mm. as an example. Not that I drink that much during dinner, mm. but that's my minor comparison. You know, the Amplified uh, uh, translates it uh, sound-minded and self-controlled for the mm -hmm. purpose of prayer. Okay. Um, let's see. And then the little additional uh, bracketed piece is uh, staying balanced and focused on the things of God so that your communication will be clear, reasonable, specific, and pleasing to okay. him. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's interesting what, uh, um, what we can take it, to, what we can take the sober minded yep. part to be and how we can expound upon and, that. And we do need to be mindful for our prayers. And remembering yes. that we, sorry, folks, but none of us can be thorough enough in our prayers. <laughs> and I mean personal <clears throat> prayers when it comes Indeed. to that. I do not think that we should go on and on and on in public prayers. I enjoy circle prayers when people are all allowed to share something that's on their heart not when one person starts praying and never stops. That's not a, a circle prayer. Mm. You know, it's allowing mm. everyone the opportunity without taking it to a point of, oh, tediousness. How's that? Uh, it shouldn't be one yeah. person thinking, I wish this person would be quiet so this prayer could be over. You know, <laughs> I'm sure that happens. Just like uh, I wish they'd be quiet so I could hurry up and get to my point. That can also happen. Uh, <laughs> but we need to be very mm. sober-minded for prayer. Uh, I, I've always been. I, I've always admired people who can pray longer than I can. I, I don't know. I've always been short and succinct, and I can never think of everything I want to pray about. Um, so sometimes they even take notes, but, uh, um, uh, but yeah, but some of the, some of the people I know, uh, they're just so yes. good at prayer and, I'm not uh, one of and, them. uh, I, I have to admit I'm a little envious of, uh, of that yeah. ability to just do that. Um, I don't want to get, I, I don't want to do anything else on the prayer side of it because I'll get on a rabbit trail. <laughs> I know we still have some time, but I want to look yeah. at some of these others. Above all, maintain constant love for one another 
since love covers a multitude of sins, mm. reference to the Old Testament again. Uh, and that's right. really good to see that it's nothing new. I mean, even Jesus giving the two great commandments compared to the ten that are listed mm. in the Old Testament, the two that Jesus gives are in the Old Testament also. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, yes. mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like unto it, love your neighbor mm -hmm. as yourself. Those are reiterations to show the continuation. In, uh, in many ways, uh, Solomon was right. There is nothing mm -hmm. new under the sun. Um, verse 9. Be hospitable, hospitable to one another without complaining. Yeah, we mm -hmm. can get that yep. all the time. And it's something that yeah. each of us individually need to be able to say, I can do this, but I can't necessarily do all of it. You know, uh, we have to. You know, uh, while I think that some people, uh, you know, while uh, while I don't, I don't think that we should all be of one single denomination. Some of those who uh, who who go and split churches should be yep. reminded of this first. And verses, because we have down through 11, it's some of the gifts yeah. of the Spirit. If you have hospitality, mm, be true. hospitable. If you are service, give service. If you're a preacher, preach on. Yep. But don't make it on and yeah. on and on at one time. Uh, <laughs> because Jesus Christ is everything. It's part of verse 11. Uh, I don't know how much more now. Uh, literally, I'm looking at verses 12 through 19. We must expect to receive the same mm -hmm. treatment as our master simply because we are his servants. Hopefully it yep. will never be to the point um, of being put on a cross, but that would be suffering for him, not trying to save the world. Right. Um, yeah, basically what I've written down uh, in... Uh, um, uh, about 12 through 19 is uh, how Peter uh, underscores the importance of love and unity in the body. Uh, speaking of, uh, of people who split churches, um, <laughs> um, we're to love one another as Jesus loved us and be servants mm -hmm. of one another in love. Um, you know, the, we, we need to be humble and gentle in, uh, in this love. And, uh, um, you know, these are these are great qualities. These are qualities uh, I, I teach as part of my ethical leadership mm -hmm. development uh, uh, program. Um, and uh, um, you know, uh, our our relationships with one another reflect our relationship with God, and we need to work together to uh, to bring yeah. glory to His name. And it is so important for us to be able to say. I am doing this not for Bill or Bill, but we mm -hmm. are doing it for the Lord. Let those who suffer according to God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good. And I wrote off to the side, which is 
seldom for me in, inside the Bible uh, margins, but I've done it, and it's always keep your faith. No matter what the persecution is, yeah. it's that we are living for Jesus and the glory of God's kingdom. And when we can do that, mm -hmm. we will have an absolute wonderful time in heaven, even if we suffer down here. And that's all. Yeah. Sorry, that was that's stupid. all I have <laughs> for today's study. Gee, that's all. But that's a lot, I think. Okay. That is quite a bit. Um, so uh, so here's the question. First Peter chapters two through four. Is it one of the most important chapters Ooh, of the Bible? Yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> or should I say, are they one of the most important they chapters? Are very of the important. Bible? <laughs> uh, especially when it allows for that deeper study that shows more mm -hmm. of part of the life of Christ even though it's during the death of Christ and the resurrection and goes forward. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a, a meaningful source of wisdom and instruction for Christians and uh, that it provides guidance and insight into uh, the nature of our faith and the role and our role in the world. Um, now, this is something that we can use to uh, to grow in our faith and uh, and live lives reflecting the power and love of Jesus Christ to the world around us. Yes. Okay. See, now I'm writing, and things are things are starting to flow. <laughs> All right. So, what else do we have on the week's activities, son? Well, first, I think we should uh, we should invite uh, the gentle inquisitors to uh, to join us in this family we call Christianity. We uh, we do this not with sacrifice or uh, mystical ceremonies. Uh, that's not how we roll, um, and uh, um, there's no uh, no magical spells. Um, you know, uh, and uh, the sacrifice has already taken place with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For our salvation from our sins, um, and uh, um, yes, Jesus suffered greatly so that uh, so that we can go to heaven in spite of ourselves. And uh, um, you know, the uh, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Continually fall short of the glory of God, and uh, um, you know, and so we all need to uh, repent of our sins uh, daily, if not more often. Than that. Uh, so, whether you've been a believer for a second or a century, we invite you to join us in the sinner's prayer. Remembering, of course, that the sinner's prayer itself is not uh, is not a magic spell to get you into heaven. Um, it is an overflow of the belief of your heart. If you, uh, I forgot, I have my uh, my little chain under under my shirt. <laughs> um, and uh, um, yeah, if you don't uh, if you don't believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and accept Him as your Savior, then uh, then there's really no point in saying the sinner's prayer because it's not going to save you. Um, what uh, what saves you is Jesus and uh, um, and your faith in Him that He may save you by His grace. Um, 
And so uh, we invite you all to say the sinner's prayer with us, and uh, um, and we'll all uh, we'll all get to heaven, Lord willing. <laughs> so here we go, dear Lord. Dear Lord, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Cleanse me of my wickedness. Um. <laughs> Show me how to love you with all my heart, mind, Show soul, me how and to strength. Love you more with my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And teach me how to love my neighbor Continue as myself. Teach me how to love my neighbor as myself. Uh, guide my steps along the path you would Continue have me take. Guiding my steps along the path you have for me. And help me to do the work you have for me for the building of May your I kingdom. May I continue doing work for your kingdom. Come into my heart and be the Lord and Remain Savior of in my, my life. heart, be my Lord and Savior. And all these things we pray in Jesus' holy and name. All these Amen. things we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And there you have it, um, the beginning of your journey as a Christian, um, because uh, the sinner's prayer is not the end. Indeed, it's just getting on the uh, on the starting chalks and uh, getting ready to run that race. And uh, um, so uh, <clears throat> next thing you should do is find yourself a Bible-believing church with a Bible-preaching pastor and uh, lots of strong Christians to help you figure out well, just what your next steps should be. And, uh, um, you know, because uh, you need some next steps. But I do know what you should do after that, and that's come back for more shows. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have uh, plenty of them here for you this coming week. Um, let's see. Uh, on Tuesday will be YWL Online's Totally Approachable Bible Study for All, in which we will be continuing our journey through the Psalms. And uh, we'll be starting with Psalm 135, if I that remember right. And uh, um, yay! And uh, <laughs> and so uh, read uh, 135 to like 139 or 140, and uh, um, and you'll be able to follow along with our conversation. And uh, then uh, um, on Thursday will be uh, will be not quite after midnight. And have an interesting, uh, interesting combo uh, for us uh, this coming week. Oops. Um, let's see. Uh, Davida Shensky, uh, who is a uh, a coach, and uh, um, Kim Langling, whom we've had on the show before, is an author who likes to give out uh, little uh, little tokens of joy to uh to people she actually has uh these little uh these little decorative stones that uh, uh that have uh, uh that have the word joy written on them if i remember right uh, that she gives to people and uh just to uh just to try to get a smile out of uh out of uh, people um but uh um uh let's see and then uh, so it should be an interesting conversation they're they're very different people um oops and then uh, re join us again on uh, a week from today 
and uh, where we will be doing another uh, another edition of YWL Online's Anything Can Happen Saturday. And we will be continuing our journey through uh, through Dr. John Barnett's 52 Greatest Chapters of the Bible. And we will be looking at 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, New Universe, What Survives Forever and Why. Um, is how he titles the, uh, the the look at the passage. Um, so uh, so go ahead and read that too. Um, plenty of homework for you to do this uh, this week. And uh, um, so uh, uh, so don't uh, don't say we never gave anything to you. And with that, I will ask you again, fine gentlemen, do you have anything else to say to the nice people? I love you, and this is the great United States of America, where your hands shook and your money's took. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't need to worry about the money, because money's not no, everything. Not. God's blessing. But it certainly God's makes blessing, life God's nice. blessing, God's <laughs> blessing. This is Bill Hatch from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And this is Bill Hatch from Santa Ana, California. Um, you know, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I, I shifted again. I need to get a different, uh, different table. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, God's blessings from here as well. Be safe out there and, uh, remember to wash your hands and stay tuned for the ending credits. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been a presentation of Bald Spots Productions. I'd like to thank my producer, my beloved mother, Eileen Hatch. I, of course, am your humble host. I'd like to thank my co-host, my beloved father, Chaplain Bill Hatch, and my beloved Ed McMahon, Rudy Corlew. Yes. Support the show if you feel so led over on Patreon.com. We're known as Bald Spots Pro. Yes. So uh, there's some interesting ways to support the show over there. Don't you dare miss Not Quite After Midnight. You can find us on Facebook and wherever fine podcasts are offered. Yes. Uh, please like, comment, and share to stay informed. You know, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to kick that algorithm into gear and uh, help us reach more people because that is the point, is to reach more people with the message of Jesus. If you or someone you know needs support now, call or text 988 or chat 988lifeline.org. Uh, that, of course, is the suicide and crisis hotline here in the States. So thank you all again for tuning in. And uh, have yourselves a wonderful whenever. Love you. <laughs> I Bye love you for too. Now. All right. <laughs> Bye for now.